Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today we're looking at the river of the water of life in Revelation chapter 21 and 22. I'll read the description in Revelation 22 because it's a little bit more comprehensive. Then he showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life, which is 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now, this passage is so helpful in building a solid perspective of the entire book of Revelation. I have mentioned before that it's a struggle for Christian and Christians in all ages to keep more than one idea active in your mind at, at a time. And this is the very problem reflected in the radically different perspectives on how to interpret the entire book of Revelation. And I shared with you already several times, but you need to know what you're reading when you pick up a commentary or a study Bible or hear a broadcast or hear a lecturer, that there are past realities, historical realities in the book of Revelation. This is without a doubt. There's things that's talking about first century realities. Turn to the first chapter of book of Revelation, John, to the seven churches that are present tense in Asia. So he's talking about seven churches. The next two chapters, chapters two and three, talk about the seven churches in Asia Minor, and then the entire book is written to warn them, to shake them up a bit out of their complacency. Now, this perspective, this, this perspective of the school of prophecy that takes into account the past realities, the historical realities of the book is called preterism, or the people are called preterists, and it's very popular among Catholic scholars. But I need to warn you that several go too far, because if you are stuck in the single reality, the one thought that the book of Revelation is simply talking about your past, then that view conflicts with not only the book of Revelation, but the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Catechism section 675 says, before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. And then it talks about persecution. It talks about religious deception. It talks about the rise of the Antichrist. And paragraph 675 and 677 of the Catechism are explicit in describing this future reality. Now, if you're in a Bible study or something, you think somebody's gone a little too overboard and has got themselves stuck in historical perspective alone, simply read Catechism 675 and 677, and then simply ask, do you believe these two sections of the Catechism of the Catholic Church? And it will bring them up short because obviously the catechism believes in future realities. And these two paragraphs are quoting scriptures like 
First and Second Thessalonians, the gospel passages on the future, as well as the book of Revelation. So there are future realities in the book of Revelation. And what I just read to you opening the show, the river of water of life, uh, this vision was also part of the prophet Ezekiel's vision in the Towards the end of the prophet Ezekiel's book of the Bible, you find a very real river running from Jerusalem to the sea, which was formerly called the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea becomes a very living, fruitful, vibrant, life-giving sea because of the waters of life springing from the throne, and God is enthroned in Jerusalem in this period, and basically everything that was dead becomes alive. Now, many of our evangelical friends are also monofocused, but they're not general. I'm talking about the, uh, in particular, the rapture friends, because there's many evangelicals that are not caught up on simply the future reality. But unlike the preterist stuck in the past solely, uh, the future is the ones believing that Book of Revelation is mainly talking about the future, they can have that monofocus there. So the Book of Revelation has past and future realities. Now I'm going to stretch you because if most people have trouble with one idea uh, or more than one idea, uh, well, I'm going to propose three, that there's past, future, and present realities in the Book of Revelation. Now, I'm just going to back up to chapter 21 that also talks about the water of life. It says in verse 6 of chapter 21, To the thirsty I will give from the fountain of the water of life without payment. So it's something future. And with in case there's any kind of questioning or whatever my perspective, I do believe that there will be a literal river running from Jerusalem east to what was formerly called the Dead Sea. And Revelation 22 says a similar thing. Then he showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now, these are future realities, but are they future realities only? And this is where we can perhaps use some other scriptures to add a perspective to open our eyes that when we read about certain things in the book of Revelation, we can look in the past, the historical, we can look in the future, and we can also find very sobering realities for the present. In John chapter 7, it was on the last day of the feast, and this is the week-long Feast of Tabernacles, the last day of the feast, which was the great feast. It says in John 7, 37, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Now, we just read in Revelation 21 and 22 that to the thirsty, he's going to give the rivers of the water of life. But now, this is just before... Um, Jesus goes to the cross and ascends into heaven. In other words, it's during his three-year ministry. He says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. 
rivers of living water. We just read about the river of living water in Revelation 22. In verse 39, it says, Now this he said about the Spirit, which those who believed in him were to receive. Future, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, this is talking about a reality that would happen after Jesus was crucified and raised in glory, ascended into heaven, and then the day of Pentecost. He says, rivers of living water began in the first century. The Holy Spirit, and if you read Ezekiel, and if you read the book of Revelation, basically it's it's projecting in the future a reality, this river of life, but there's a present-day reality as well. And remember, St. John wrote the Gospel of John, chapter 7, as well as writing Revelation 21 and 22. And so we need to put these together. So what was going on? Well, on each of the seven mornings of this Feast of Tabernacle, there was a joyful procession that went down from the temple to the pool of Siloam, and the priest would take a golden pitcher and dip it into the pool, and all the people would shout and sing from Isaiah chapter 12, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And then it was quite a uh, procession, flutes, dancing, trumpets, cymbals, and the procession would go back up to the temple. And the priest would pour this water on this great day of the feast into a silver funnel on the side of the altar, and the water would run down on the altar and basically be heading out east toward the Dead Sea. And this was looking forward to the prophecy of Ezekiel of the river of life coming to fulfillment. And this is also repeated in Revelation 21 and 22. But on the last day of the feast, Jesus calls out, if you believe, there can be a present reality for the river of life, for the abundance of the Holy Spirit bringing life in the midst of a world filled with death, disease, and destruction. It can come right here, right now. So in a sense, the future has arrived, and the waters of the river of life, which you read the book of Revelation, I hope everyone does, and I'll say, won't that be fantastic? But it's been here also for 19 centuries. There's a historical, there's a future, and there's a present. And we don't want to miss the present because this is very important. You need the present reality in order to make it to the future reality. Between the present and the future, we know that at some point there's going to arise a great time of persecution, a time of great deception. There's going to be a time of all kinds of unsettling things and the very structure of the earth and the cosmos and all kinds of negative things going on. And you might say to yourself, how in the world can I get through that? Uh, that's, you, you don't. You can't. You would not. If you're depending on yourself to get through that, you'll never make it. That's why you need the present reality of the water of life to get to the future realities that we read about in Revelation 21 and 22. You know, there's a lot of scary things. You know, it even talks about the greatest earthquake, uh, the whole earth shaking and all this type of thing. 
And where will we find help for such a time? Well, Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountain should shake in the heart of the sea, though the mountains tremble, there is, present tense, a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her right early. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. We need to remember as we look forward to the tree of life and the fruits and the restoration of paradise on a new earth with Jesus Christ, with all forms of evil, death, destruction, disease eliminated from the earth, that between now and then, we just don't look forward to the future, but God has given us a means to get to the future. And it's not trying to cook up the internal steam and put on the stoic face and that type of thing. No, it's a deep dependence on the power of God that he freely gives to his children, namely the Holy Spirit. And he wants us to know that there's a river now whose streams make glad the city of God. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 132 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.